Welcome back to the podcast where we solve your fitness challenges. We're going to jump straight into a conversation where Matt is sharing a really emotional story about how he has managed anxiousness and anxiety over the last few days and weeks. Um, it's something that I think as blokes we, we push under the carpet and don't really talk about this stuff and I'm actually a, a big advocate of, of managing and, and having these conversations so it's it's amazing that Matt was able to share this this and we're jumping straight into that conversation and then we'll get a bit more into the tactics uh, to so, solve those fitness challenges so um, let's jump straight in with Matt's amazing story. I actually felt like really quite anxious to the point where I knew pastor until I needed to go and get my son and like I said I haven't felt like that for a long time and while I was in the midst of it it was really quite it felt like quite intense for me and I couldn't train and there's lots of like little whirlpools in my mind going round and round <clears throat> and so yeah I just didn't feel great my my partner had gone away with work so I was in the house on my own and I couldn't really pull any of the the levers that I would now having like moved transitioned out of that sort of mood, it seemed obvious that I would need not needed, but the levers that I would normally pull, which were exercise, sleep, food, I just wasn't able to do. And I don't know, I just thought I'd start by just being a bit honest about that and just saying that that can happen to me personally. I'm sure it happens to a lot of other people as well. I was able to sit with it in the end and then on Tuesday, I did get out of the house. And like I said, it happens from time to time. Having moved through it, I think I've now worked out that it's 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 quite obvious why that happened for me as well and, and why it happens and why it's happened in the past. And as a person who is naturally quite extroverted, I sometimes have issues with giving away my energy to you know any old tom dick and harry <laughs> i've got better at doing it um, and identifying where to put my energy and that has been one of the most useful tools that i've come across over the last year or so is just that understanding or this concept of a finite amount of energy and that somebody like with a personality like mine does probably need to keep an eye on where they're putting that energy because i will give as much energy to somebody that i don't know as to a client you know that is bringing a certain set of vulnerabilities to me in a session, for example. And then if I then start to cut a few corners myself by not sleeping enough, doom scrolling on my phone, I'm actually going through a bit of a, a hard training block at the moment as well. This is all energy that is going out and sometimes that exceeds what I can put in. And then the result of that is what happened to me on Monday or Tuesday, which is that I felt quite acutely quite low and I don't know, I think it was the fact that my, <laughs> sounds weird, a 36 year old grown man who's 100 kilos being like, but I did feel quite lonely and like scared on Monday. And that's why I didn't leave the house. Like it was, it was, a, it was a very like visceral feeling. And now, like I said, like moving past that, we had been luck, very lucky that we'd been to Bruce Springsteen on, to see Bruce Springsteen on the Thursday before and then in order to do that, we had got rid of our son. One of the benefits of my in-laws now living a little bit closer. And so we then helped ourselves to a second night on our own, which was another late night where we went out for dinner. I then went away for the weekend to see a friend with my son. So it was all just 
energy energy going out. So to anybody, if that, I don't know. I mean, that's that's where I was at Monday or Tuesday. I'm sort of back at it now with the sleep food training. Why do I bring that up? I suppose to bring it into bring that into a close. I think a lot of people, when they look at people like us, think that those things don't really happen, and that you know, fitness and being on top of but being on top of that kind of stuff is is, is part and parcel of, of what we do. But that isn't the case, you know, just like normal and to have those kind of feelings, those kind of cycles, and we are just as susceptible to it as, as anybody else. And, you know, it is true that I do need to be mindful of how much energy I've got going. Um, but now in the forthcoming days, the focus will be, now that I'm out of that sort of acute phase, will be to to get back into eating well, training, and then, you know, hopefully throwing my phone in the bin in the evening. So that's where I've been at over the last, I don't wow. know, week. Mate, so much to say on this topic. Um, I appreciate you sharing that and uh, the, the humility that you bring to the podcast um, is uh, di- directly proportionate to the ego that I bring to the podcast. So, it's, you know, it's a nice balance that we have. <laughs> Um, mate, so much to say in this space. I think, well, what, what, what I think you seem to have done is, is identify the cause, like cause and effect. You've done some root cause analysis and you understand that this is, this is perhaps, you know, there's, there's ebbs and flows to this, right? We all go through this and to not admit it, I think is, is a fool's errand. And I speak to a lot of leaders who struggle with this aspect actually. And that's really what coaching is, isn't it? It's about leadership to a certain extent. And there's, there's multifaceted beyond that, but I speak to a lot of leaders and, and they really struggle with the humility and, and actually sharing things with the team and where, how to pitch that. Cause I think like authenticity is banded around, but what does that, but directly identifying the inputs to the problem i think is, is is amazing to hear that you've done that and then just being able to ride it a little bit and then allow yourself to come out the other side i think that process I hate using a p word so early, but um it's an important process to come come to to, to, to think about and acknowledge really because i think i'm i'm yeah, and I th- yeah, to, to, to onto the like this veneer of people that you see on social media or you see in leadership roles, um, and you think that they're more resilient, more robust. They just and they just don't have the problems that the common person, whoever that is, has, and that's completely not the case. Often they're more broken, which has driven them to do the things that they're doing. That's that's a, um, but yeah, I can I can I can I can I can strongly relate. I go through kind of ebbs and flows, and I don't I wouldn't necessarily. I don't necessarily try to identify the inputs too much, although it's usually because I'm uh, tired. <laughs> um, those <laughs> those are my two hunger. inputs. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, honestly, I'm really honest with my wife because you know, you know, things are good. Like you know, I don't have massive challenges to face at the moment. But I would say to my wife, she's like, "Well, you know, what's what's wrong?" I said, "Well, it's." You know, am I hungry? Am I am I tired? <laughs> those are the first two things to fix. If you're listening to this and you're struggling with life, then question those those very basic needs that we have. Like, are you hungry? Are you tired? And then the last one, the, the other one, which is much more much harder to 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 solve. Kind of those two are relatively straightforward to solve. Actually, the last one is you know, are you fearful of something? Um, but if you're not doing the first two, then 
everything's gals's um ebbs and flows i go through pay like i'll go through like a two or three day period where i'll just feel low and i won't be able to put my finger on it, it won't necessarily be because i'm extra tired or extra hungry <laughs> like I'm, i'd love it if it if i was at primal and be able to put my my finger on it that easily but you just go through these these periods of not really understanding why you're not feeling great about life and i don't necessarily have a solution for those phases that i go through and, and there's a i would say i've not mapped it out but i would say there's a regular well, i talk about ebbs and flows because i think there is a regularity that um and what i do is i just acknowledge that i'm in a in a in a couple two day three day period of not feeling great about life and I'll, I'll pop out the other side you know i'll spend a bit of time doing the things that i know that energizes me funny enough spending time alone um walking being in nature all that stuff that you know we profess that funny enough uh, really really helps uh i think um i've i've noticed as i've as i've matured and i would say that i have matured later than a lot of um that I've had to, you know, pay, paying attention to the to the waves. I remember a friend of mine, Jeremy, first introducing to me the idea of, of that that cadence, that the waves, and that understanding of that has made me certainly more robust to the flows that we're talking mm-hmm. about. I think the difference between that and well, let me just say that that natural ebb and flow to me now is what I tend to do is I just really, I am more appreciative of the good uh, and when it's going really well. And then because I have these physical things that I can do, and I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, which is the sleep, eating and, and the training, that tends to ameliorate any of the sort of natural smooth ebbs and flows. What was... Um, well, now I'm at the other side of it. Interesting about Monday and Tuesday this week is that I haven't, it, it felt like it sort of an, um, an ebb for me is preceded by something like the fear that you, and it's normally strongly linked to work for me, but work's been going pretty well. And so, you know, what I, and it was, and this Monday or Tuesday was incredibly acute. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, this is like a two week ebb. This was intense. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was like had a panic attack, but it was, I felt tight here. This wasn't like, I couldn't think in my mind, oh, go for a walk. I almost like wanted, I almost became a little bit like agoraphobic. <laughs> and yeah so and and then and the, what was interesting is about it i was like trying to at the same time as trying to be in that feeling and just like be present in that i was also trying to work it out which was adding to the anxiety as it were because and what it was actually is that like i said i'd been out late on the thursday night doing something that i wanted to do friday night the same i'd done an been and seen a friend which i would that's that's part of what i love to do i love to be and like or be with friends and all that kind of stuff it was just too much energy going out and and that's probably 
the interesting thing for somebody or people that have personality types like me is that this can be a positive flow of energy but if you cannot put it back in you end up in your overdraft and that is you can still come a little bit unstuck there and for whatever reason i mean look thursday friday saturday were all contained not only like late nights but there was a lot of social drinking going on and i've noticed more and more with that kind of thing is that you know when people talk, when we used to talk about in our twenties on like Suicide Tuesdays, I mean, it there is a sort of a lagging anxiety, even if you're not getting smashed out of your face. Just doing a lot of drinking can have, like that has a that definitely has an effect. And so, I found that quite kind of, you know, while I was in in those feelings, trying to work it out and being like, I can't point at anything and say, and then now. Um, it being Thursday or yesterday it was, I was able to be like, oh, this was just, I still ended up in my energy overdraft quite deep into it, which is why it was quite acute and intense feeling, even though a lot of the energy expenditure had been, you know, on paper, you would have said, oh, well, that's really positive for Matt. Those are all, of, those are those are his top things that he wants to yeah. spend his energy on. B, uh, um, you know, I, I take your point that absolutely that fear is a big a big driver of a lot of these things. And maybe we could do a podcast on that kind of those feelings of fear, what we mean by that. But, you know, for personality types like me, it doesn't always have to be like that. It's just getting stretched a little bit too much. So I don't know. That was an interesting start to the podcast, wasn't it? Little... It was, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. A laid bare, Matt Strong episode. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I mean, there's so many directions you could go with this sort of Phil stuff. And I think minutes. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just to finish off. Uh, yeah. I think for anyone that is struggling out there, cause I think we all go through these ebbs and flows. Like I think that's the human experience. So the point really for me is, is like, and so what, like you're okay to go through that ebb and flow. Um, obviously there's a threshold and there's a bandwidth that you want to stay within because things can become, you become at risk. Um, so, you know, be amiss coming from clinical background, not to state that, but you know, ebbs and flows are normal. Um, and it doesn't mean that you need, you know, you're in, you're in dire straits and you need support and you necessarily need to go down the whole therapy route and all that sort of thing because this is this is the human experience and i think people or society generally has got we got caught up in this narrative of trying to find a a solution to all these problems when largely you know some of some of them are just things that happen (laughs) they're just things that happen you just need to move through that you've already set um and, and i think I think that's worth stating because it's it, it's easy to derail this conversation into like okay let's unpick it let's talk about trauma let's talk about all the um the you know people want to have as an excuse almost to, and a crutch to to move towards or not solve their problems um and like i said obviously there is a threshold to that and there's a of that people get caught in um but you know coming from 11 years of clinical practice dealing with lots and lots and lots of tertiary mental health issues they're having a mechanism to move through stuff is probably the most valuable thing that i can be an advocate for i would say over and above actual some sometimes over and above treatment you know i say that with hesitation because i think people get the wrong message but yeah so that's my sense all right 
chugging away on like different various drinks. One, (laughs) two. Yeah, it's the mornings. I always tend to overhydrate in the mornings and then. uh, Yeah, yeah. and then not drink a thing all day. (laughs) (laughs) It's when I get home, I'm like running around and I'm like, I haven't had a drink. Anyway. Training, yeah, but training update from my side. So I've been, I've been, obviously, I've gone through this whole like running marathon thing, and I've shifted yeah, not into the, a, not a the marathon again. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've shifted to a hybrid training uh, program that's probably a lot more intense than I have been. Probably for the last twelve months, I've been taking things easy. Um, so it's actually really nice to go to a structured program. So three days full body strength, and then two days running effectively because i've got another running race coming up so i'm trying to trying to trying a hybrid approach which i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm actually an advocate for for a subset of people like i think there's there's a, there's a cohort of people that will really suit the hi- a hybrid methodology and i spend a lot more time thinking about that side of things as well because that's that's kind of what i like have um are you doing that <clears throat> yourself as in are you uh, training coaching yourself or have you reached out to somebody else and or have you so have you had your interest peaked by other people around the around our echo I'm chamber? actually yeah I'm actually a high app um new one uh RP strength um, oh yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah Mike Isratel and his gang <laughs> So they've, they've de- de- yeah they've developed an, an app and it's, it's i got i got on on the beta which is a little bit because i mentioned but, uh, when you were boring everybody with your marathon i was telling you um, ultimate human performance don't quote me on that but i was t- you looked him up that alex vieda guy he yeah. is absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. jacked hybrid yeah, yeah. and then there's this other guy i mean if you're into that rp thing then you you probably heard of this Alec Blennis. Yeah, name rings a bell. But... Yeah, he writes some good posts on on uh, um some good article, not articles, but like long caps on And this guy is uh, again another weapon. Can uh, run long distances, run short distances, but has got like a hundred and f- I mean he is not a big man like as in i don't think he's particularly tall he's well muscled but i watched him do a one rep max front foot elevated um reverse lunge with 150 kilos (laughs) (laughs) and he absolutely creamed it as well so i mean he's a big advocate of this idea that you probably can do both and it's interesting Mm -hmm. you say that you've actually got three to two ratio at the moment so you've got three days in the gym using the hypertrophy app and you've got two run days, but you've got an event. Presumably this is a more running event. Yeah, it's an ultra 30 mile. cardiovascular event. So will that ratio change the closer you get to the event? The double probably sip. not. Yep, double sip. Uh, probably not because I want to, I want to focus on, I want to chase both horses or Looking both rabbits. Sexy well, I won't possible. be expression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, I don't. I don't want the. I want the event to be enjoyable and part of a, 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 a you know a wider, you know, just approach to fitness and, and health really. So I'm, I'm not like I'm not trying to really target peaking and going for my best time. It's a trail run, um, and I haven't done an event like that before. So I want to be quite relaxed about it. So probably and when you're doing lots and lots of endurance, I think you know if you're doing two decent training blocks a week 
you're okay like mm. yeah this is the hybrid is certainly like i said in, in the internet is just depending on what echo chamber you're in but i get a lot i get fed a lot of this hybrid athlete stuff at the moment yeah. and the people that are worth listening to are obviously very very successful at it but for the rest of us i just see it so people are calling it hybrid but i just see it's just a just a fancy way of saying just being bang average yeah <laughs> you know yeah. you're you know oh, i don't want to peak or whatever i'm teasing you obviously but it's just a way of <laughs> <laughs> just a way of like not committing <laughs> um yeah but you well, should definitely it, yeah. do a hybrid approach, guys. Most of you can do it. Yeah, well, I think... I'm the problem, teasing there. I think the problem... So I think we, we're coming at it probably from the opposite angle to a lot of people maybe listening to the podcast. So we've both got a strength background, you more than me. Um, and then we're, and, and over the last, I would say, five-year block, I've mainly focused on strength training. So to inject back some, some endurance programming is feels good it feels good if it feels I'm, I'm aiming for that long-term kind of longevity that is is a big focus for me um and building my cardiovascular base is 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 great most i think not most lots of guys come to me with the opposite problem like they're doing the odd run they're doing the odd endurance thing they're doing dead day or something like that and they don't have any strength background um so walking into the gym feels very alien for them so i think yeah i'm sensitive to to what you said and and the, the piss taking <laughs> but um i think there is a, a really important point which is probably why it's quite hot because people want to understand how to do both don't they everyone ultimately there's a famous everyone wants to be a generalist um in life because mm. we're told specialize 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 that's where you know go to the niche all this sort of chat but ultimately like what do you want out of life you want you, you want a generous approach to life otherwise you, you're going to be completely out of balance like you want to be financially wealthy but you don't want to sacrifice your health you want to be healthy but you want to have a good work-life balance um you want good relationships like we're all seeking to be good generalists yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. I just, um, I mean, I've, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I've run for a long time, and I think it would take me quite a while to um, the training that I've been doing at the moment is. I haven't been trying. I mean, I suppose subconsciously been eating more, but yeah, I'm regularly ticking over into three figures on the scales at the moment. So, the thought yeah, of good. like just <laughs> like banging out and going for a run, I would because I'm, I'm, you know. I'm that stupid person that would be like, I'll just go and run 5k, which is great. And then they'd probably feel calves would be a bit tight. And then in two days, I'd probably be like, I'll just go and do another 5k. And that would be my, that's why I would have to pay somebody to tell me how to be like, how to basically yeah. pace myself into it because I would do what a lot of people do, which is take a very unconditioned running body at a heavy weight, regardless of the fact that, you know, people say, well, it's muscle it's heavy, still forces, um, and yeah, it would probably not go very well for me. I think, yeah, it's, uh, well, what I would say is mate, you are, I'm impressed at your hundred kgs because when I saw your Instagram reel, when you're on holiday, you're looking jacked, mate, you got your lean, you're a lean hundred kilos. It's the best hundred I've ever looked. And if I <laughs> took a, 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 the first time it happened, I took a photo cause I'm that kind of a guy. And I, I just haven't found the. I took it and I thought I'll do a post on this, and then I thought I, I can't do that. Yeah. 
get get on with yourself. But I certainly a sixteen or eighteen year old Matt would be very very happy. Like life goal achieved, genuine so, abs. Yeah, not even a suspicion, but genuine abs. Eh, need a bit of lighting. Probably take that photo in the morning. But um, what eighteen year old Matt wouldn't be very impressed with is that it's taken me 18 years to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. and I look, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, yeah. as we all do. This is, this is, you know, this is the game. And I'm, but uh, yeah, I haven't awesome. made a huge amount of mistakes. So, it, you know, the whole like muscle thing is, it, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> what's, uh, what's so, let, let's get, let's, let's, let's talk about this. So you're 100 kgs. How tall mm. are you? Six one in a tiddly bit. Foot one, hundred kilos, and visible mm. abs. Mm. It's impressive, man. What's the secret? Eighteen years. <laughs> 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 the big change is, I mean, the learning it at the moment is um, a big part of it. So it <clears throat> um, being at the Commando Temple, so that environment in general, people are training. You get a lot more interaction with people that are training hard and even though they might be doing different things, it's just, I don't know, that is just by osmosis. You just mm. pick that kind of thing up. I also got to shout out my man, John Merva, uh, coach, um, very comfortable. I mean, we came in as like sort of gym boyfriends and he was like, let's train together. Our diaries now mean that we can only really normally get one a week, but he's very kindly put me onto his one of his uh, nonsense programs and, you know, outsourcing that responsibility mm. to somebody else has been, has been a very good thing to do. And I think back in 2021, when I did my, I did an internship with compound performance and I managed to string together six months of really good training. But if I look back, I mean, you know, cause Google saves all your videos and everything. If I look back at, <laughs> my physique then and my physique now you know that program is part of this journey this is probably two two and a half maybe ne nearly three year journey um of, of of which have made up of maybe three to six month blocks of real intensity and then you know backing off a little bit but each time pushing it so you go through these periods of like real success um, you would have experienced that during your marathon training. It's like real focus. You really push the needle up, but it's hard to maintain that. But when you sort of come back down from that, you come back down to a new average. You regress to a mm -hmm. new mean and you keep putting three years. Um, but Joe um, has definitely, and his program recently hit, you know, in the pocket of um, training well. I'm a bit of a, I'm a mad and a bum slap man. So uh seeing him in the gym all the time and him giving me the feedback of like generally being kind of impressed with my commitment to it and also the results has kept me going as well because i am you know shamelessly that kind of a guy <laughs> well I, th I think mate you touch on so many points that i think are important one kind of aspires to even if they don't admit it um but yeah first thing i want to say the feedback loop is key like understanding that you're what you're doing is the right thing to be doing and you're creating a feedback loop that actually supports you to move forward the two things the three things that i think you focused on there which i, I would echo 110 percent, is community so you're part of a community that's pulling you up and not same that's a really tough one for lots of people um 
The second one, you're divorcing planning from execution. I think I see so many people. So I've recently started back at a gym on a Monday and Tuesday sometimes. And it was really uncomfortable. First time in my commercial gym for probably for like over two years. And I was like, oh, this is a bit weird. And, and yeah, so many people are in there without a plan, like, or plan isn't really suited to their goals. And they're just kind of like a little bit aimless. Just do the same thing every time they go in there. And it's, 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 it's that clearly uh, divorcing plan from execution, which is what I've done with my strength program now. And actually the results, even though I've only been on it for like six weeks now, a fantastic from a perspective of recovery, which I think, again, is an under under metric. So your ability to train on, train on, train on, train on. Um, human body is phenomenal. At, okay, so the brain tries to stop us thinking that we can do more, uh, but actually going and just doing it and actually build that resilience very, very well. Yeah, and the third one um, that you touched on there uh, was the feedback loop bit. There was something else as well, but it's gone from my head. <laughs> yeah, well done. So yeah, I mean that's like you know that's how. I mean, just the like the gym that my my personal you know training since, um, you know, COVID was a funny time, and we, I tried mm. to keep everybody was just doing what they could do, right? And I had a good time. I'd had a I'd had a previous couple of years where I divorced myself completely from doing normal stuff that I would do the squats and the lunges, and I went down and um, tickled my pickle with a bit of gymnastics and that kind of stuff, and good time as well and I've made good progress doing that um what's been nice about coming back to the kind of training that I was doing when I was I don't know 16 well not 16 18 or so so 18 years ago is that I feel like I'm still learning Mm -hmm. like the set the workouts are very very similar but the application um the varying intensities that you can bring and focus it's I I still find it both on both sides of the coin, in my own training and training clients, incredibly interesting. There is so much juice to squeeze out of physical training. We switched on to, um, you know, goals to a degree, and so that you know, a different goal will probably bring a, a, a brings a different context, and you'll take something out of an exercise that you've been doing for ages, for years and years and years, you can take something different depending on the goal from it. But it, you know, I, I still get excited about that. And, you know, recently, I feel, you know, certainly in the last six months, I really feel that, you know, Joe's program has enabled me to express a high level of effort consistently, more so than I would normally do. You know, I normally, yeah. And I, that's been good. It's been really good for me. It's been it's been good. I've I've done a couple of sessions recently where I've gone in and thinking, oh, he's kind of, kind of scared, because <laughs> I know it's going to hurt, um, you know. But it's only but that's but, but for me, you know, aside from the physical side of it, it's been good mentally as well. That that has been really really good. But folding that right all the way back is that as a, as in I enjoyed that process and the physical results from it. Um, the the cost to to that is that there is a lot of energy going out in that direction in my training direction, and when things you know like on Monday or Tuesday this week I had done a huge bank of training, um, not only that week but in the previous weeks, and then couple that with some expenditure of energy on other positive things. So that's been I've had to keep that in 
keep that in mind as well. You know, when there are periods of intense focus <clears throat> with my physical endeavors, that that mm-hmm. is a similar um, me getting, you know, expending a, the, the energy that I have. So just to make sure that, yeah, just to keep that in. But it's been, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a good, it's been a good, I would say, what, three, four months now of, of solid training. And yeah. I've actually got to work out today and I've just seen that there's some changes to it, which is, which is good because I've been doing the same one for, I don't know, about 10 weeks. That's when, it's when you know you're working with somebody good who can uh, keep you in the pocket on a very, very similar plan for 10 weeks. You know, you yeah. know you're onto a good one. I think, yeah. And just, just to be, because I don't, I don't want to, back to what I was saying, I don't want to give the message uh, from either of our perspectives that you know training less is the answer because i don't necessarily think it is for lots of people but you, you've got a lot of training load and a lot of load on the cns i would suggest with the with the weights that you're lifting and the program that you've got is that right yeah yeah i mean joe's approach over the last four months has been i got really into this idea of one set of 20 uh, that's something that i've done <clears throat> and it's been around for quite a long time but it's, it's been a while since i've done it so i've like yesterday, I had one set of 20 squats. There's a few accessories as well. And that is now getting up into the, if you do it on a scale of one to 10 effort, which is what we use, the representation of perceived efforts, very easy to use a scale of one to 10. Consistently, that set now is at nine. <laughs> right. Um, and likewise, on a Friday, because I had two days off due to my uh, little wobble, um, that deadlift is actually being taken to a 10 so you know those two those two lifts alone um regardless of the weight that i'm lifting the fact that it is a 10 and particularly the deadlift i have noticed that if i don't get my ducks in a row with sleep it takes me more than seven days i'm now i'm now using intensities of load that if everything doesn't go right from a recovery point of view i i can't really recover in um seven days so I was just consistently going up and up and up. And then I hit a week where I, the first time I failed, I didn't hit the 20 reps. I hit 15. Um, I sorted myself out the week after that and then came back in the next week and then went to a, a higher weight and actually did two reps more. But I had prioritized the recovery a little bit more. But yeah, you're right. There is, um, when you're lifting a shit ton of weight, there is a, yeah, there is, there is a cost to it. And yeah. it can leave you a bit frazzled. And and to get into the tactics then, so so my my program actually doesn't leave me frazzled at all because it's mm. it's all focused on hypertrophy and I'm not overloading my nervous system. And I think I don't know, talking about modalities of train of train of person, personalities or or just your physiology. I think some people are maybe more suited to handle a higher load higher load um and maybe less volume reps, um, and some aren't. And I know from base, it's also based on what you're saying is like if, if I try to up the load significantly when I've had a pure strength program I'm just trying to get my numbers up um, the fatigue and the, the the recovery becomes so important because for me that load on the, on the central nervous system is is massively fatiguing yeah I get anything over about eight traditionally like I think yeah I and, anything over about 85% and it just starts to crush me. Mm. And that's where you notice that immediately 
when I get over those that I don't sleep enough and that I have other pulls of my time, business, family, etc., that are not conducive to what is essentially, yeah, it just requires more of your focus and it requires more of your energy and normal people of which I, you know, I'm skewed to one end because I, you know, I build my life around exercise and all that kind of stuff. But I would, you know, I'm not a professional athlete in any of mediocre. I just make a lot of time to train, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it it does it, you know it does it does crush me what i would say yeah. again about you know and this is quite like <clears throat> actually joe and i don't really he doesn't he says very little to me <laughs> about the training but it's interesting when you have a good relationship with somebody you can actually do the coaching yourself just by their very presence because i know his personality type being around a personality type like Joe's, like I see him more as like as somebody that is, he just doesn't have a lot of time for excuses or he just doesn't say anything. So you can feel yourself trying to do some jujitsu onto this, that and the other and just have a voice in my head saying, he just look at me and go, I don't care. Just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> now for me, as somebody that, you know, I, I don't need to be coached the way that I coach my clients. Mm-hmm. I'm very, look, I think we should all be client-led, intrinsic motivation motivation, and all that kind of stuff, but need as much um, safety in terms of environment and so on that my clients, and I think if when I'm left to my own devices, I talk to myself the way that I would talk to a client. So that, again, outsourcing that to somebody else, Joe is able to, through this program and just being, again, in that environment, a competitive environment, is actually bringing forward something in me that is, is probably gives a better return on investment, which is this sort of harder edge, less excuses, wanting to push myself, that kind of stuff. Rather, because actually, I'm not going to not train. I'm not going to have a bad session and not go back. I'm not going to have, you know, like all of those things have already been done for me. So... That's been good because I think, you know, certainly some somebody like me needs that because otherwise I just sit in the cruise control too much and that doesn't it, the needle. And uh, yeah, I'm the kind of person that sort of struggles saying, oh, you know, I want more or I want, you know, want this. I, I, I don't know. You just try and keep your ego in check. Um, yeah. But actually, when push comes to shove, I, I do want those things, but you can't get those things without, you know, really putting it in and, and cutting, trimming the fat in terms of excuses and stuff. So, yeah, it's been good. It's been, it's, it's, mm. it's been a good What's, what's the goal? Well, I generally, I mean, oh, well. Shall I say it? I should <laughs> say it live. Say it live. I had this dream when I turned, I said a dream. I think I was... Uh, when I turned 30, so it's quite a long time ago now. And I was like, in my 30th year, what about get like fat, do a powerlifting competition, trim it all down, do a bodybuilding competition, and then finish the year with an Ironman. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. And across I mean, 12 the months. Way, the, the, way, the way, all in 12 months, yeah. Scenery, yep. you take six months to do. Um, takes to get into some shape for a bodybuilding, which would drop a lot of the weight um, mm-hmm. where you could build also at the same time, a 
a zone two base, you know, broaden your cardiovascular yeah. base, but not necessarily have to do any running. You could just do it all with other modalities and then take six months to do. I mean, anybody who's doing their first Ironman, like from, I don't do triathlons, I don't run. You have to get on, to, on board to the idea that it's going to be 12 to 16 hours, depending on how well it goes for you and which race mm -hmm. you've done. Like anyway, it would be about just finishing it. But I had a dream about doing that and I was teasing Joe about it the other day. So maybe we'll fire that up. But to be honest with you, I just kind of enjoy, I'm enjoying the sort of vanity project of it and actually just, again, just outsourcing and being, I just, it's good. It's just a good relationship. It's a, it's a good relationship to have um, with a coach and it's, it's bringing out a sort of, you know, there are some workouts that are, you know, bringing out a side of me that I probably don't get to see a lot of now that I've stopped playing rugby. That was a big sort of, <laughs> I don't know, primal outlet of controlled aggression and so on and so forth. You know, it's in social rugby, but it's still something that is now missing. So being able to go in and train with real focus is is about the most of it until, you know, still haven't completed um, a man in his mid-30s yet because I've, I've done the ice baths we're doing a podcast but i haven't started bjj yet so that's <laughs> how you know it as you've made it white male I'm, in, I'm, in I'm 2023 that's it man that's it yeah and uh <laughs> i was looking at fitness we're halfway through the year now i was looking at fitness trends before in prep for this podcast although we've chatted about lots of other stuff but um and yeah ice bath is is like uh it's still a it's still a, i thought still the a ice thing. bath was done but people just got up for it this year. like it broke through because this is where you, you you forget as a fitness person because you spend all the, all your time on the internet you're just being fed all the fitness thing and you you know it's not true but sort of you do think that it's more popular than it is but it really mm. seemed like this year it broke through the fitness world and it, and I've, you know you know that there was a load of um, you know, just like when it broke through into the fitness world, there were a load of guys in Russia and like Sweden going, guys, what, we've been doing this forever. Like, fucking come with yourselves. And now when it's broken through into like the normal, you know, the, you know, there's a load of, there's a load of old women that, cause it's like that cold swimming yeah. is like big in the old, old woman world. Yeah. They're like, yeah. why is my pool so crowded? Go away. <laughs> Stop taking well, photos and come here for a swim. People it, getting man, in being it. like, I can only do two minutes and there's Doris and she's like part <laughs> woman, part and she's been in for two hours. Yeah, man. And that's definitely, definitely down my way. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a subset of, of women of a certain age that are, yeah, are in the water plus, every, I would say. Easy. every single day they're in the water and I mean I moved down in Tina and I was doing a lot of like cold plunges swimming um then uh and and yeah it's just yeah it's been it's brown for a long long time but it's, so, it's, so it's quick sort of quick quickly give me the other trends because I've got a session to go I've got to go to the temple at 10 so I need to be and Sarah's going to kick me out of here so what else was um off. yeah so so a lot of it's about um like and how tech's going to enable you to be fitter and stronger yeah I, I struggle with that a little bit um the, the other one was quite interesting is a, a competition so people doing more competitions like high rocks that's, that's yeah like that's people got type thing. real really up for that one it was turf games two three years ago or pre-covid maybe turf game, turf wars 
was the Tough one. Now this High yeah. Rocks one is yeah. it's got all the branding. I, I'll just say, just quickly about tech, and then I'm going back to this, and then these are a couple of things because we came in pretty unprepared. But I think it's been a good one. Um, the tech, more information doesn't necessarily mean it's going to end with <laughs> like better out better outcomes. And the reason I say this is because, say, in the dieting world, there has always been more information than people can process in terms of this this name diet, this book, this doctor saying this, and this doctor saying that. And we are, however, at culture 50, 70, 70 years. And I had um, somebody, it was not recently, but about a year ago, who, you know, needed to, to lose, you know, it was for positive out, health outcomes, needed to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. And they had obviously tried lots of times and they probably had a lot of information. And this person said to me, what do you think about avocados? And I said, well, they're great. She said, I just, I'm just worried about the fat because I'm eating a, a lot of avocados. And I was like, wow. I mean, look, if, you're, <laughs> if it grows on a tree or in the ground, you're, you're fine. But all of the information that is available, people still manage to cherry pick and get themselves right into a pickle. So I don't think that this tech is, I think, I'm sure people can use it good. But I mean, just stick to your steps, guys. Just get the steps in, ignore the rest. Yeah, yeah. I think the only benefit for me having technology, so this is the first year I've had a proper sports watch. Um, I used to rock the Casio for a long, long time. The the, the, the <laughs> The benefit for me is if it if it increases your adherence. That's the only metric to look at. So if if knowing something like on a run for me, I can go a little bit further, a little bit faster because mm. I know my metrics. Mm. Then it's worth doing. And yeah, I'm light on tech massively. I'm not a fan. As as we know, taking 15 minutes to set up every podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we we just have a bias because we're both luddites. Yeah. Nick, it's been great yeah. to see you, brother, but I do have to go. Look at all these sort of notes that I, I wrote down that actually yeah. we didn't get Also, what would be great if you could share this podcast with someone who you think would find it beneficial, comedy, value, or just have a giggle at our expense. It's up to you. Anyway, thank you very much. I really appreciate your support. I'm a king because I do what I want and what I need.